across South Africa, online and on radio. SAFM, let's talk. And let's talk gymnastics now on SAFM Spot On. And we've got on the line uh, Caitlin's coach. We're also going to speak to Caitlin shortly. But firstly, let's speak to the coach and just find out more about this achievement. Coach Ilze Palsler joins us on the line. Coach Ilze, good evening and thank you for speaking to us on SAFM. Good evening. It's nice to be with you guys. Well, the press release uh, from the Federation described what happened in Stuttgart as the best performances South Africa has seen in years. Just to focus on Caitlin, can you just put into perspective how significant this uh, Olympic qualification is? Well, look, it's, it's very significant because we it's the first time that a gymnast has managed to qualify at the World Championships as opposed to receiving the African Continental Wild Card birth. Um, so it's an outright qualification. Um, Caitlin had a superb competition, and um, it's, it really is an achievement we're very proud of. Um, and like I say, the first time that this has happened in history. Mm. And, and we saw that she scored 49.466, but did she ex- exceed your expectations at, at, at these games in Stuttgart? Yes, I, I think you can say that just because the pressure was huge. You know, it's, um, gymnastics is quite a tough sport. You, you get one opportunity to qualify at the World Championships and that's it. It's not like other sports where you can maybe swim at time, you know, and, and achieve it at, at different or various competitions or um, races, you know. Um, so, yes, you know, definitely I'm very happy with her performance and there's room for improvement. There always is. And um, But that's exciting. That means that for Tokyo, we can be even better. And even with a fall on the beam, she still reached this, to- this total score. Is that unusual? It is unusual because, um, you know, when you have a fall, you lose quite a lot of marks. Um, and it's interesting because last year in Doha at the World Championships in 2018, she had a clean competition without any falls. And her total was lower than it was now in Stuttgart. So it just shows you that she's really made great strides. And I mean, without that fall, she would have had even higher total, even higher placing. And that's why I'm so excited for, for her future and specifically for Tokyo. And, and when did you first come across Caitlin, Coach Ilze? Caitlin started gymnastics at JGC when she was about eight years old. So she's been with us for the last nine and a half years. And it's been a wonderful journey. Um, Every day with her really has only been um, a pleasure, even through injuries and ups and downs. You know, she always has remained positive. So she's been with us for a lovely period of her life. And uh, we're looking forward to her future with us as well. Mm. And and just for those who are probably not familiar uh, with the with the sport or the, with artistic gymnastics, uh, which which events does it consist of basically? So what exactly does Caitlin do? Okay, so Caitlin competes on vault, which is when they run and they jump on a springboard and they vault over a vaulting table. And then her favorite apparatus is the uneven bars, where mm. she also won a gold medal quite recently at the Hungary Challenge yes. World Cup. And then there's also the balance beam which is 10 centimeters wide. So that's quite tough to stay on the balance beam. And then there's the floor exercise, which combines tumbling with dancing. You say there's still room for improvement, Coach. How far do you think she can go? I think um, she can really go all the way. I think she's working her way up in the, in the world ranking. 
And I think that, um, you know, in, in a year's time, she's going to be very competitive with the rest of the world. I think the fact that she won that gold medal in Hungary on the uneven bars proves this, you know. So I think she's, it's exciting times for her. And also, she, she also edged out another South African in Naveen Dairies, uh, uh, but she has to wait for her qualification. She couldn't qualify at these games in Stuttgart. Please explain that to us. Okay, so that's correct. Naveen is also one of my gymnasts, a mm-hmm. wonderful um, person and a very strong gymnast at that. She was quite close to Caitlin, um, but unfortunately at the World Championships, as you just said, there can only be one gymnast that qualified. So Naveen has a second opportunity to qualify at the African Championships, which will be held in March in 2020 in Tuane. And um, her chances are very good, and she's in very good shape, you know. So I, I'm feeling very positive that for the first time ever, we can actually qualify two gymnasts um, from artistic women. And and with, with um, qualification for the Olympics, how does it work in gymnastics, uh, especially with Saskok, because they've got their own criteria? Can Naveen still make it through the African qualification? Through the African yes, champs. Naveen can because it's not a um, wild card African um, qualification. It is actually an outright Olympic qualification uh-huh. that can now be achieved at the African Championships, providing that she is the best gymnast at the African Championships. And very, very realistic for Naveen. Um, you know, she can absolutely do it. Coach, there was also Mamula Rankwe. What can you tell us about her? About, about yes, Mamula? So, Mamule is an interesting story. She's also one of my gymnasts, um, turning 20 years old this year. And um, I, she's a wonderful inspiration to us all. And I really admire her because she is a bit older. And for the, she's a gymnast that has really stuck it out. And for the first time this year, received her Protea Colors. Wow. And um, she um, was, was the third best out of the gymnasts at the World Championships. But I'm just as excited for her future because at the African Championships, it could also be her achieving um, uh, an outright qualification. Um, You know, she's, um, like I said, just as talented, just as good. And I'm excited to see what what African Championships is going to, to do for the girls. Is it correct that they also won something as a team, as Team SA? No, at Stuttgart we did not enter as a team. Uh, at Stuttgart we entered only as um, individual gymnasts. So with Caitlin, with Mamule, with uh, Naveen, I mean, what does this say about the the young generation or the new generation of gymnasts in the country? Look, um, I'll, I'm very positive about the, the future of gymnastics in South Africa because we've got a group of juniors coming up. There's about seven or eight girls that are really strong they actually all, some of them are traveling to the Leverkusen Cup next week in Germany. Some of them are tra- tra- traveling to the Olympic Hopes competition at the end of November. So there are um, really strong juniors coming up. And what's fantastic is that the senior girls are really inspiring our juniors to be even better. Mm. And um, with Mamule, we've even got Inaka Yoslin from, from Tux Gymnastics. Mamule, Naveen, Caitlin, those four girls are are at the moment really paving the way for the future generation. And and what kind of support do you have to make sure that our athletes, our gymnasts, reach their full potential as the head coach and owner of J of the Johannesburg Gymnastics Centre? Look, um, we've been fortunate that in the in the past um, we've 
received some lotto funding, which has really helped us to upgrade our equipment. Um, and then, look, our federation, our district, everybody just tries to pool resources and and um, and help the gymnasts. It's it's a team effort. We raise funds constantly as a as a club as well. Um, but we're very grateful, and we've been very fortunate to have. Um, some support over the last few years for these senior gymnasts. And finally, for for those listening or for the parents listening, I mean, how do how do the gymnasts join your club, uh, or do you go out and identify or spot the talent? Look, we do um, talent identification, but you know, call us um, on oh eight three six three four six one six four Johannesburg Gymnastics Centre and get your child involved in gymnastics. It really is a fantastic sport a wonderful foundation for other sports as well. And um, otherwise, you can also contact the SAGF, the Federation, and they will put you in touch with a club that's, that's nearest to you. Okay, great stuff. Coach, thank you for speaking to us. We're going to speak to Caitlin next, but well done on this wonderful achievement and the great work that you're doing with these gymnasts. Thank you so much, and thank you for the support of the entire South Africa. Thank you, Coach Ilza Pelsa there, who is the coach of Caitlin, who's qualified for the Olympics, also the coach of Naveen, also the coach of Mamule Rankwe, and she did give out her number if uh, uh, you want to take part, if you want to join the club, 083-634-6164, that's the number that she gave us, or you can find out more information from the SA Gymnast Federation. I've seen that they've been active on social media lately, especially after Caitlin's qualification. So let's hope it'll give just the sport a huge boost. After the break, we'll speak to the young star, Caitlin Roskrantz. At SAFM Radio and at Tabiso Musia on Twitter. So like they say then, every day a star is born. And Caitlin Roskrantz was qualified for the 2020 Tokyo Olympics after competing at the Artistic World Champs in Germany is that star we're talking about. And she joins us on the line. Caitlin, good evening from us here on SAFM. And thank you for speaking to us. Your listeners, thank you so much for this opportunity. How are you feeling after qualifying for the Games? Amazing. I'm so excited. You know, it's overwhelming with everything that's happening. But really, I'm so excited about what I've achieved. Was it the aim for you when you went to Stuttgart to try and qualify for the Olympics? Did you think it was possible? Yes, I most definitely did think it was possible. We, you know, knew going into this year that we were going to have to really work hard and push and up our standards, you know, if I want to make it. But going into the Stuttgart World Championships, I really did believe that I had a chance and gave it my all. How, how were your confidence levels, especially because you, the coach had told us that you also won gold? Was it in Hungary a month before? Yes, yes, that's correct. It was, I, I did go in quite confident, I must say. Like, um, like you said, the gold in Hungary a month before, it really did boost my confidence, especially on bar, which is my strongest app. Mm. And when we competed, we finished on bar. So knowing, like, you know, I could finish on my strongest app, it was a real big confidence boost to me, you know. And, yeah, it really worked out for me. And who was the first person you called or you texted after you qualified for the Olympics? My mom. <laughs> who else? <laughs> yeah, she's obviously been there through everything and is my, you know, philosophy, my number one support system. And she knew I was competing that day and was, you know, um, waiting to hear the news, you know, whether whether or not I had made it. So she was definitely the first person I went to. 
Okay, for those who've just joined us, we're talking to Caitlin Ross Grant, a 17-year-old South African gymnast that's qualified for the 2020 Olympic Games in uh, Tokyo. Um, Navin Darius came second, but as we heard from Coach Elze, there could only be one qualifier per country. Uh, so Navin will have a chance next year at the African Champs that will be held in Tswane to qualify. Uh, so we're just finding out more about uh, Caitlin. And, 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 and Caitlin, how was the reaction when you got back? Where do you go to school firstly and which grade are you in? I'm currently in matric at Parkton Gold High. And how was the reaction when you got back to school? It was incredible. I must say, I came back on the night of my um, valediction for matric, you know, my last two days at school. And I walked in and everyone started, you know, screaming and celebrating, you know, they are so excited about what I've achieved, you know, for the country and for myself and just for everyone. It was, it was amazing. Was it always a dream for you to represent your country, let alone go to the Olympics? Yes, it has always been a childhood dream for me. You know, the Olympic Games, the big prestigious event. It's something you look look forward to your whole life, you know, growing up in the sport. And that's where you want to be. You know, that's the place to be one day. And only the absolute elite go there, you know. But, um, yeah, I worked tirelessly for the past how many years, you know, to really try and make it a reality. And... I'm so excited about what I've achieved. And who introduced you to, to, to the sport? And, and, and did you fall in love with it the first time? Um, well, actually, it's a funny story. So I started um, gymnastics at the age of six years old. But, yeah, I was a really busy kid, you know, when I was young. I could never sit still. I was climbing wherever possible, even where people don't expect you to climb. I was climbing on ball frames. I was climbing on walls, you know, and my parents were just, they didn't know what to do with me. So a few of their friends actually recommended the sport to them. They didn't even know that gymnastics existed, you know, (laughs) and then they put me in gymnastics at the age of six. And at that point, it was just supposed to really be something to, you know, something for me to go release my energy, you know, like Mm. a a hobby. But yeah, ever since then, it became a passion. I fell in love with it and I've never looked back ever since. And and before these qualifications for the Olympics, before um, Hungary, what, what, what were your biggest achievements? What were some of your highlights? Some of my biggest highlights were I became the 2018 national champ for South Africa. Mm. That was quite a big highlight for me, you know, especially coming from um, a big knee surgery the year before and, you know, just small um, injuries here and there. And I also lost 2018, I defended my um, uneven bar title as African champ on the uneven bars. So I'm now currently the two-time African bar um, champ on bars. Um, and yeah, I just I did really well at the 2018 Commonwealth Youth Games. I got a few medals there. Yeah, it's, it's been a, a good ride. <laughs> <laughs> and and we saw a picture of you and Simone Biles there. Um, how was it with Simone? Have you did you had you met her before? Do you do you do you guys chat? Oh no, we, yeah, she's literally a celebrity. So <laughs> no, I don't chat with her, you know. But it was our first time actually getting you know to meet them and have our picture taken with them. It was, I must say, you know, not if yes, we competed, you know, alongside her, but. Because, you know, she's such a big icon in the sport and, like I said, a celebrity. She literally, they have, the American team has, like, security with them and mm-hmm. only have certain time when they can and cannot have pictures. And so, 
you know, at that time, it was just after the training session and we were lucky enough to just get a quick photo in before that to leave, you know. So it, we didn't necessarily have a full-blown conversation with her, but, yeah, I see it, it, it's amazing, you know, to be able to see her in person and watch her alongside, you know, the rest of the USA really compete. And on that note, are there any other gymnasts that you look up to? There, there was one gymnast. She was she also in the American team. She has stopped now, but she was there in the previous Olympics at Rio 2016, Ali Raisman. It was her second Olympics that year, and I just really looked up to her for her like perseverance and you know really determination and grit. You know, in the 2012 Olympics, she placed fourth all around, and then you know came back even hungry in the 2016 Olympics and placed second. You know, she bettered her score and. That's just, I, I really liked how she came back fighting, you know, and she had a goal and she, she made it work. Of course, she was part of the of the final five, for the fierce five, yes. as they used to call them. Yes. Yes, I remember <laughs> I was actually at those Olympic Games in 2016. And and finally, what are you hoping to achieve in Tokyo? Do you have any expectations? My main goal for Tokyo 2020 is to really just get there healthy, you know, coming from like I said, being being in a sport like gymnastics, where injury is really so common and can happen at any moment, you know, it, that's always the main goal is to try and get there healthy and to be able to compete at my optimum and not be really held back by any injuries, you know, and just really go have fun. You know, it's not an opportunity that everyone gets, especially coming from South Africa, you know, but I really just want to be able to, like the um based on my competition from world champs as well as just really go have fun and go with the injury free. Okay. Is your mother next to you? You've already mentioned her a few times in the, in this interview. Yes, she is here. Yeah, she's waiting. Please give her the phone. What's her name? Um, her name's Vida Rescons. It's a Rida. Vida. Vida. Yeah. It's not mom. <laughs> <laughs> mom. Please give yes, mom, mom the phone. Uh, Caitlin, I'd like to hear from mom. Ms. Vida, how are you? Good evening. I'm well, thank you. Thank you for the opportunity and good evening to your listeners as well. Thank you very much for speaking to us. We're just highlighting and celebrating what Caitlin's achieved and she says you were the first person she she texted, she texted uh, after she qualified. What was your reaction, ma'am? So it was it was very nerve-wracking, I must say, waiting um, because there wasn't at the time enough information coming through. I think they were too anxious and, you know, checking the scores that side and not really communicating with us on the side, waiting. At one point, I actually just sent a message to her telling her that I'm actually going to shut my phone down because I can't take the anxiety anymore. (laughs) (laughs) I'll wait for maybe later, you know, to just gain a bit of strength. But yeah, it was when I, 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 it was just disbelief in the beginning, you know, mm. it was just, is this really happening now? Is it, you know, as much as it was a goal they were working towards, mm. you know, you still kind of think maybe um, it might not happen. So, yeah, it was just a feeling of mixed emotions, disbelief. I first wanted to double check that it's the information is correct. <laughs> <laughs> and talk to us about Caitlin as a child. She says she was very active. Uh, is that why you wanted her to get involved in gymnastics? Yes. You know, Caitlin was um, was was born busy. <laughs> <laughs> she, you know, she has got a history behind her whole life. 
in terms of, you know, she was just a, a ball of energy. Um, and at a very young age, we could establish that she was very sporty, energetic. Um, and we obviously needed to find a way to channel her energy. At, uh, when she was in preschool, there was a monkey gymnastics which she part- participated mm-hmm. in. And even there, we could see that there was a little bit something special. And it is, uh, you know, that was at the age of four. So uh, when she was six years old, um, a friend of my late husband decided to um, convince us to take her to gymnastics. She started at a club uh, before the JGC, but the, the coach there then uh, immediately identified that she has talent and referred us to Ilza Pelsa. And, and she reassured me that she will be taken good care of and her talent will be developed better there. And that is how we ended up with Ilza, and I, I've never looked back, and I am really happy for that decision. And Caitlin says you've been her biggest supporter, her biggest pillar of strength. I mean, what kind of support do you give her, and what kind of sacrifices, if you had, do you have to make for to support her in a sport like this? And it's not such a high-profile sport. It's not one of the big sports in the country. Yeah. Yes. Like I said, um, you know, for me, uh, I've made huge sacrifices, personal sacrifices, financial sacrifices, um, you know, in terms of my job. Um, you know, I had to be there for Caitlin in every aspect and making sure that I'm a present, a present parent all the time because uh, I, I have identified early that she has talent and I needed to make a decision whether I'm going to pursue my own dreams and just let the slide um, or am I going to give it my best shot in terms of the fact that I'm also a single parent mm. so I made the decision early in my life to, to, to say to myself that I'm going to do the best that I can for her, support her like I said, I've been driving her up and down from school and some it's an everyday you know uh, um, a task, it's like a full time job basically mm-hmm. Making sure that I'm a mom, uh, taking care of you know the household that she's in a in a in a good environment. You know, making sure that she's well taken care of. Uh, you know, not just personally but her environment as well. Um, you know, I, I work part time. You know, trying to to, to manage or um, yeah work and being involved with my child gymnastics and to make sure that she also could get a good education mm. so that for me was also important um yeah so it's, it's a lot of hard work it's a lot of sacrifices uh blood sweating tears literally at times mm. you know um uh, going through being there during the times of her surgery with a knee operation uh times when they lose and they 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 you know feel a bit discouraged you need to be encourager you need to be you know, make sure that they eat the right food, you you know, mm. all, all those things as a mother is, is what what is important emotionally, spiritually, you know, you're guiding your child, um, praying with her at times, you know, encouraging her. Um, so, yeah, there's, there's many roles that you have to play. So it's important that you are present most of the time, you know. And, and one good thing also, if, you know, if it's not possible then, there are those support systems which are in place, mm. which is also a good thing that I could rely on. Well, I'm glad you're reaping the rewards there, Ms. Vida, and we wish you all the best with Caitlin. We're going to follow her her progress, and well done for supporting uh, your daughter in the sport, and all the best going forward. 
Thank you so much. Thank you also for supporting and thank you for giving us this opportunity. Thank you. That's Mrs. Vida uh, Roskrantz, the, the mother of uh, Caitlin Roskrantz, rather, who has qualified for the Tokyo Olympic Games. It is such a great story. I've put up a picture of her on our social media platforms. You can check her out there and... Uh, Somebody says it's an inspiring story of this girl here, definitely showing that anything is possible, Caitlin uh, Ross Grant. We're going to turn our focus now and uh, we're going to go over to the U.S. to go back on that story that we touched on yesterday, uh, last night, about the American boxer Patrick Day, who was in a coma. Um, he passed away this morning and we are going to uh, speak to Ray Mundo, uh, their boxing journalist, senior editor at 3morounds.com.